Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jim Klausischer, and this is the Never Miss Lethal podcast. I'm sorry, it's not the Never Miss Lethal. It's not the... Uh, we did fully rebrand to the Elder Show Legend podcast, or Tesla podcast for short, as I found that to be significantly defined. So welcome, everybody. And one thing I'd like to say is... Uh, we're doing this for a while now. This is episode 12. If it'd be a huge help, if we could uh, go on iTunes and uh, leave a rating. You know, go on Stitcher, leave a rating. That was, that was your thing. Help us out. Helps us get the filtration system. It helps us grow. You know, if you go to the gaming podcast, they'll find us. Hopefully, shift some of those people over to Tesla, but the majority of people are probably in with but hey, it's always nice. All right. Today with me, I have Flex and PMD. Um, how are you guys today? PMD, it looks like you're in a, some of you're in a cafeteria. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just hear your background noise, man. I'm just like, yeah, it's like an airplane or something. <laughs> you, do you live there like the, uh, like, do you live in the airspace? The airport? Yeah. Do you live at the airport? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> that accent, though. <laughs> Finally, you can hear a bit of his voice. I know, man. I I'm going to say PDMD voice is my alarm clock. So, could you say wake up now, please, so I can just have that saved? Alright, and we also have Flex with us. So, both of these gentlemen have been uh, content creation. PDMD has shown articles for the... Uh, from Between the Lanes, CBS website, wrote stuff. I believe he wrote the Beginner's Guide as well as the uh, Dusting Guide, correct? Yes. And I have also a What to Craft Guide in, the, in Between the Lanes, too. Excellent. So if you like, feel free to link those in the chat. Those are awesome articles. I suggest you guys check out Between the Lanes. This is a fantastic site, and as you see, you've got guys like PDMD writing awesome content, a lot of cool things for new players, as well as the meta snapshot, which gives you an idea of what's on the ladder, which is fantastic. One thing I like to do personally, do the meta snapshot and build Dex account of that, because everyone will be playing that. But and Flex is a streamer who did write one quick article. Uh, about going from Hearthstone to Industrial Legends, which I found was an awesome article. If you get the chance, I definitely suggest checking that out as well. And but oh, did you stream Hearthstone? Uh, I tried to. Uh, it's how I started. So I always told myself that I would uh, only start streaming if I hit Legends. And when I hit Legends, the next day I went out and bought streaming stuff. That was January of 2017. Okay. So you hit, so you hit Legend in the uh, 
Alright, so what was your experience? Actually, I'm rather curious. What was your experience? Hmm. I so. grinded, man. I I tried to do 8 to 10 hours a day, every day, and I think I would max out at like 40 to 50 people on my channel. Oh. And I mean, I think when I got back to streaming uh, last month, when I started this game, uh, I had like 52 followers. Like, you know, and... It's uh, it's a lot harder, <laughs> you know. I wasn't as good at that game as I am this one either, so it helps. I got uh, top legends once. Though, so. Yeah, that's superb. And PDMD, have you and do you have any experience in writing before uh, this game for any other games or anything in general, or did you kind of it was uh, Elder Scroll Legends between your legs your start? I uh, I did play Hearthstone uh, for two. Two and a half years, more or less. Uh, I never made it to the, the top ranks of Hearthstone. It was way too time consuming to to play the <coughs> to get to the top the top ranks. Okay, definitely understand that. But did you ever do any writing for anything, or was like no, no. Uh, only for this one, only for the Elder Scrolls Legends, that I did some content creation. And people actually, if you're watching the stream, you'll see I pulled up. Yeah, I was able to dig up PDMD's Soul Trapping Guide. Definitely check it out. It's awesome. Updated it for the core set and Hill of the Skyrim, which is great. Such a fantastic. You can see between the lanes, very professional look, very nice look. And I guess I'll go with my start. Interestingly enough, uh, I feel so like an outcast because I'm like one of the one people, few people who didn't come over from uh, from uh, Hearthstone. I actually came over from a game called Duelist. Uh, as far as content creation goes, never really got into it. I mean, my only experience was streaming way back when, a few years ago, in StarCraft. It was just this whole four, full week before I realized my computer was trash. And I wasn't working to stream it, so I give that up. And really, just played Duelist up here. Right, it was on the Reddit a little bit here and there. My thoughts on cards and such, but not as heavily as I am now. So, Jim, I I uh, threw in. Uh, I wrote this uh, when I started playing Hearthstone. I don't know if it matters to you. I just posted it in Discord. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, it's in the Discord, or did you put it in the... I put it in Discord, because I don't want to... Yeah, I mean, I'm a mod, I guess I could just put it in there. But yeah. uh, it's it was my... The thing that really got me with Hearthstone, and what got me some notoriety, was I, I beat a lot of pros along the way, and I'd never had this experience before. It was my first time getting a legend. And I made friends with a bunch of pros, and I beat Amnesiac like five times. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it was really cool. And people seemed to take to it pretty well. It was six months ago, as you can see. Though. I'm looking at it right now. Excellent writing here. And again, yeah. I say writing is actually something I plan on getting further. We'll get into that a little more. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So I have it pulled up for everyone. I actually linked it to the chat as well if you guys check that out. Uh, so I guess our next question is we're leading into the impact uh, I guess Elder Scrolls Legends and content creation has had on you. Be that and that's that's a pretty wide scope. So I guess I'll start. The first part of the impact is uh, what have you learned? What skills have you learned? And what have you learned about yourself? 
So what skills I picked up are quite a few uh, from learning video editing as I do a YouTube channel. So having to understand what on earth that is. Um, <laughs> learned all about. Uh, I got, I used to do emulation as a simple thing as I would emulate Game Boy Advance games. Now I got a slightly deeper understanding of emulation. Well, maybe to do cast appropriately when doing my uh, a tournament cast, so I can show both hands. So I've learned that, and I also learned a lot about just YouTube in general. There's actually some I didn't realize how many like how it's an amazing journey because I've learned how far I need to go. Still, like I have a pretty decent YouTube channel, just a. Uh, uh, stream, but there's still so much to add. One thing I need to, I, so just it's cool learning these skills. The video editing being the most interesting skill because that's actually kind of remarkable. I mean, right now the videos are pretty mediocre. Not mediocre. My content's pretty awesome, but at the same time, they can it can honestly be way better. And I have been researching that and seeing that. And I spoke to another content creator about advice. It's been really cool. Um, just talking, just learning things. Um, what I've learned, I've like, what I've learned about myself is, uh, I think the key thing is learning to chill the heck out. Uh, learning just to relax, I'd be lax, more lax, really does help with the content creation. I think my shit is typically better when I keep it cool. As hard as it is, I don't think I'm a naturally salty person. I mean, you can't change like you are on a base level, but you can kind of, let's see. I don't, if I can sound like a Shaolin monk, really master yourself, in a sense, and make that third version of you, it'd still be salty. Like, I'll still always say Atromancer is a horribly, horrible card that shouldn't exist, but I won't really lose any, like, I won't lose my shit over it. So I think that's awesome. Now I will swing that question of, let's see, well, it's two questions, two-part question of what you've learned and about yourself and what you've learned for content creation. So I will toss that over to PDMD. Well, I learned that uh, I really suck at writing articles. CDH always says that he, um, he, he, needs to, he, he needs to edit like two hours for, for my, uh, my articles. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. Your, your English, uh, have you felt like your English has improved since writing? What? Do you feel like your English has, has improved since writing for Between the Lands? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, continue. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> PDM, do you have anything? Oh, no, the airport. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> Alright, worries. But yeah, so you learn about writing. So what else do you have you learned about yourself, about yourself, or what skills have you learned? Mm, let me see. Uh, the, the of course my uh, my English is in, is improving because of this. I know now I know how to to write a good article. Well, now CV now CV doesn't need. To, to take two or four hours to, to uh, edit a, an article, and um, the you can grow as a person too with with um, 
when you get into this community, talk with people, uh, know new people, you grow as a person too. And that's about it, I think. That's excellent. And Flex, how about you, my man? Uh, I've actually, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've been playing video games mine pretty much my whole life, but uh, same problem that I had in Hearthstone. I need to take my time and like look at all the possible situations before I think I've, I, you know, I figured it out. I've uh, lost a lot of tournaments early due to just like lack of looking at, you know, and I, I have to constantly remind myself you know, to reevaluate every play before I make it. But I think so quickly. And that's why I ladder so fast, because I can get so many more games in per hour than most people. So if my win-loss rate's a little bit less, you know, I mean, my legend climb was like 85%, which was crazy. But, um, you know, so it's a double-edged sword, so to speak. But, uh, uh-oh, what happened? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, never mind. Um, and then, uh, like you, I've learned some video editing myself, you know, and some marketing uh, on my own as well, you know. I also feel like Hearthstone, the way that I played and the competitive level that I played, really helped me get into uh, ESL faster than most people would. Well, well, okay. So, what, in, what impact? I guess the next part of the house affected you, changed you. What impact do you have in your life? It's very interesting. I mean, if I could just step outside the game, it's funny what the game has a, uh, kind of allowed. Um, I've met people <laughs> like from around the world, and I've learned so much from. And you never would have thought about this. Like we're all just chilling out playing card games, but I've learned so much. I get to step out of my little kind of American or even Western world bubble. Let's get a bigger picture of other people are going through, doing with their lives. For instance, you know, I was learning about a kind of a revolution in Korea about how they're trying to revamp their education system. That was a very high suicide rate for people. And they're trying to do alternative schools. And <laughs> this is a conversation I was having with somebody I usually talk about card games with, but of course, as you meet people, learn you visit. Of course, you get closer, kind of open up to each other, and that's just all around cool. I mean, it's really, I guess, and it's such a strange thing to say, but I mean, I don't know. I, I watch the news and I read articles on what's going on in the world, but you learn so much little. What I call that micro bits of information. I don't want right. to say micro like it's small, because like, these things are important. But like, sure, the world news doesn't show you all that, you know. But you're talking to other card game players, through having community, you really can get a a bigger, you know, appreciation for what's going on in the world. And oh man, if I could tell you a funny story, really, I thought yeah, this, I thought it was hilarious. Um, so I'm streaming, you know, I play, and then a young gentleman from another, from one a European country goes up to me, a small European country, he hits me up on uh, the personal message, and he asked me, hey man, is it okay if we call you black? <laughs> and I start laughing, I'm like, 
Um, well, I had my job application. That's what I put, you know. <laughs> like, and this guy was like, apparently his politician had stated not to say that because that's a bad thing. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't realize right. how misconstrued people's views were. Especially like in a European country, I would have thought, you guys, you know, I would assume, oh, come on, you have the first world, da-da-da, Western world, da-da-da, you get it. I found this so funny to me. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 black's fine, African-American's fine. I think they're both acceptable. I don't think you need to worry that much. But I never would have understood that disconnect if it hadn't been for, you know, this game and meeting community and streaming and these people come in and chat with you and you get to really know them and you get to learn so, I've learned so damn much about cultures around the world and it's pretty amazing that I'd probably down the road want to travel out to the US more. <laughs> like that's definitely Yeah cool. man. I mean I come from the world of MMORPGs and I think the thing that made me and I haven't played one in a long time, but when I played WoW and I also played Elder Scrolls online I made great friends that I've met in real life, that I've had drinks with, you know what I mean? And most of my time spent in those games was just, like, e-hanging with those people, you know? Uh, running a dungeon or just running around Ogremars, you know, jerking it, you know? It's just, like... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. I mean, the fact that, like, you know, we all live in a different part of the country, a different part of the world, you know... But we're here. We're talking. We know each other. We're impacting each other's lives to a certain extent, and we can kind of control how much of that impact can actually happen. Uh, you know how close you want to get to somebody, and uh, that actually brings me up to the news that we've been wanting to you know, announce because we just me and PDMD formed a team with uh, you can call me out. Uh, we're officially a team. Uh, we're going to be going into tournaments uh, synergized synchronized you know and practicing so uh keep that up you know keep that uh in mind uh you know competitive players because we're a powerhouse we're coming for those titles uh that's awesome to see you know i think i actually you can call me out on a previous podcast and he mentioned you know we talked about this as you know in fact we we talked about this about people working together to build decks and practice their tournament decks, and in fact, I believe the the winner of the last Sunday tournament, Dark Phoenix, he and another player were on a team, and or essentially were on a knew each other in RL. They had practiced together and worked together, and that really that's exciting. It's very exciting. I mean, they we went to the finals and faced each other, <laughs> and then yeah. people in the semis were Roman and Synatic, who were on a team with Link, you know, and that was kind of what made the the light go off, you know, like okay. This is probably a good maneuver. And Paulo and I have been like, we're very similar in our play style. I feel like we're very similar in the decks we choose, you know. And Al and I got close right off the bat. So it was a no brainer for me to try and, you know, unite these two guys. Uh, you know, I think they felt the same way about me when we did it. So. And that is awesome. And it's, it's so brand new that we don't have a name yet. You know, literally had our first team meeting this morning. Uh, so. As time goes on, people will start to know more about it, but it is officially a thing. So, all right, superb, superb. I'm glad to hear that, everybody. Uh, this team, this is exciting. We get more and more of these teams. I feel like we already have some teams naturally. You know, those two who won, who went to the finals, and you have these three. 
I think Roman and Link work did some work together, and I think this is just fantastic. As I guess, if we talk about continuing speaking about the community, I think teams can be a pretty healthy thing for the game. Uh, I guess I can do a quick announcement, uh, kind of a teaser trailer, if you will. Won't be exactly a team, more like a further version of content creation. Uh, I do plan on running some articles and me and a couple other guys. Uh, from my Discord, actually, got together. And we'd like to kind of, on the other end of that, we'd like to more along the lines create community content and articles and even potentially host our own tournament as well. Um, right now I do cast the Monday tournament, but I think there's still space for other formats to be available. And I think another big road is adding more tournaments to our scene. Right now we have the Tuesday, well, we have the Tuesday, Sunday, and the Monday. Uh, there's some slots to fill in there. I think maybe ideally, I'd, if I were to do this, and I plan on doing this, actually, when I do this would be a more accurate statement. Uh, it'd probably be more tens, probably towards the Saturday. I'm accounting. <laughs> the biggest play I get the Monday tournament I cast is from the European players who it's way too late. So I'd like to find a money time that I could, you know, invite all players to come in. Uh, so be on the lookout, be on the head of that. The tournament, I think I'd like to do a test run of the formats. Heads up, it's called the Strike format, actually. Which was, uh, I think it was who Purdue Hearthstone created this format. I found that very fascinating and it could really work. So I think my first stage would be grab a few players, test it out. There would be a prize pool, of course. Just, you know, for because the tournament, after all, test or not. And let's see how much I don't know how much I can reveal right now regarding the whole article creation. My uh, fellow content creators, as we wish to launch more kind of guides and game theory and such, that's gonna be very exciting to send out. But all right, back so that was exciting. So I guess that is awesome. Yeah, man. as we connect, uh, looking forward to to getting some of that content. Absolutely, thank you. I guess the game impact, as you can see, people have formed teams, have formed, and we're not really a team as we're more focused on community building, but sure, community building is fantastic. So I guess that's an like awesome impact, you know, we really, I think it's great. So PDMD, you're getting quiet there, <laughs> you're kind of chilling there in your airport. So could you go ahead and kind of let us know... How has this game impacted your life? Well, now every day I um, I'm on. I, I try to be on streams. I I get home from work and I try to be on streams to get to 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 be with the community. It's a. Uh, I'm a very shy person. I never do. I never done things like this, like being in the podcast. I uh, I don't like to talk in. Um, uh, on phone, I don't like to talk because <laughs> I'm very shy. And uh, uh, this community and being in this communi community has uh, been great because I'm I'm changing the way I am to 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 be a to try to get to to do things that that I like to uh, I'd like to try like this for example for example. <laughs> 
I'd like to stream, but my, my internet sucks. Uh, and it's been amazing. Uh, it's it's really cool. That's awesome, actually. You've actually kind of got on your shell. That's kind of funny you say that, because I don't think I ever would have guessed you as a shy person. Because you, <laughs> you were the first people I met. Um, I first started uh, getting those games. I think CBH was the first stream I hopped into. I believe you were a mod at the time, and you seem pretty talkative. You'd say hi to everybody. You'd say what's up. You were really chatty. So that's kind of cool to see. I never would have guessed that, but you know, I guess that's kind of shows the impact it had on you, which is just fantastic. And now, yeah. Guess, and so flex, I'd like to see the kind of impact. I know you kind of talked about the team folk impact on your life. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, um. I took a big backseat uh, on my real job, which is a marketing company that I own, that I've owned for since 2012, uh, to focus on trying to make this work. You know, uh, I saw some quick success and I, you know, decided to risk it a bit, you know, like put some other things on hold. And really focus. Like, if you check my, I've streamed every day, like almost every single day, uh, for up to today. We streamed for eleven and a half hours straight, longest stream I've ever done. Um, but we average about six hours, you know, four to six hours every day, usually late nights, you know. Uh, so I mean, that's impacted my life already, and I've had overwhelming support from my core friend group, uh, you know, in real life. Uh, so. It's really cool, man. As as far as my best friend getting me just a golden like a pin of my logo that I can wear on anything I want. You know what I mean? Who has nothing to do with the game? Who has nothing to do with what I'm what I'm trying to do? As a thirty year old man, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. But, like uh, it's awesome, and I love it. And like having seventeen hundred people just watch me play for hours today and just hang out with me and and listen to great music. There's really nothing else I'd, I'd want to do, you know, if I could find a way to make it work for my lifestyle. And I, I, that's all I want to do. You know, I'd like to maybe do some commentating sometime. I have some interest in that. Uh, and, you know, broadcasting, that kind of thing. But I want to keep playing at a competitive level. And, I want, and I'm glad to be aligned with such great talent as PDMD and You Can Call Me Out. Uh, Al, talented. You know, these, all, all three of you guys just smash face. Come on. I mean, well, but Al, <laughs> Al has got the most trophies in the tournament scene. Uh, you know what I mean? He has yeah. the most wins in the tournament scene. PDMD is top 20 legend for six months straight. You know, yeah. for, so I feel honored to even be in a group of these guys. You know what I mean? I still have a lot to prove, and I'm aware of that. I need to win a championship. I need to do something. You know, I know that I've done a lot in the little time I've been here, but I set high bar expectations for myself. And I still have a lot to do. I still have a lot of things that I want to accomplish. Absolutely, you know, it's always interesting. I had to poke fun there. <laughs> oh, no, for sure, man. I mean, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. Right. Yeah, you said you wanted to talk about how uh, how much we've changed the meta. <laughs> See. So we like to smork. We like to smork. Oh my god, that's your team name. We like to smork. There you go. We like we both like to smork. Then I'll comes 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 behind and say, please don't. 
Like control mates. Take your time. I was more like play either like combo crusader maybe, but or like battle. I remember Al being back in the day when I first were really good on Legend Ladder. Al was the guy switching between. He was so annoying because he'd go from either Merrick Battle Mage or um, Prophecy. He he just would switch between the two. Yeah, <laughs> and that was so aggravating. It was acceptable. Dude, I hate I hate scrimming against Al. He usually beats me like five to one. And but what's really funny to me is before Al and I really know knew each other, um, before I played the game, before I, I think I was still going through the story mode. This is when I first made my Reddit post. Uh, somebody on Reddit was like, "There's a tournament going on right now," and I went, and it was a TESL tournament, and. Uh, Al was facing Expert Noob in the finals, and that's how I knew Al. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy, Al is, you know, I like Simon and Garfunkel, so I immediately took to him. And then I think he won. I'm pretty sure he did. And so, you know, to then face him, I faced him in my first tournament on that Tuesday. Uh, and uh, he, I beat him 3-1, <laughs> and it felt awesome. And he's still, he's still salty about it. <laughs> he's still salty about it. But I, yeah, it got me to the finals, you know, and it was a tough opponent. It was a tough, it was a tough series of opponents to get there. So, you know, I had to be cassetting to get to Al, and we all know what happened with cassetting. We don't need to revisit that. Mm, indeed. So that's yeah. yeah. Huh. Hmm? Uh, sorry, Hal is one of that players that I, if I met him on a ladder, I go like, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Every time. Yeah. It's always like, gee willy. Why this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I scrim him and I just give up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, turn four, I'm done. Cause we, let's go again. <laughs> okay. He's he's got he's great with Crusader, man. I don't know, and like he plays other decks really well too. But Very lately he's been player. killing it. Yeah, man. It's great to see him doing well in tournaments, you all around, and seeing you know, PDMD you're doing pretty well too. I was really rooting for Yeah, that. man. What, that what about that the one HP? The one <laughs> HP comeback. Like, like, that was so good, right? I was proud. Man, I almost got it. <laughs> the first sweep to win a tournament. A tournament. <laughs> Link, Link beat me, too. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> but, man, that was an awesome game, man. Uh, he brought a uh, like, unique deck with the Shackle Assassin. I was proud. I was like, he's not just going face. Yay. <laughs> it, it, should also be, it should also be mentioned, Jim Class, that Al and PDMD will both be playing on Sunday's tournament. You know, they're both, Al finished 12th. I don't remember. I don't know what Paul finished 12th. Yeah, but, I finished 28. 28 I, I, so. come, I come back from 148 to 25 in, uh, in the last day. And camp 25 and got 28. So uh, I will be making the top 32 legend, uh, top 32 tournament too. Yeah, so they'll be performing, um, you know, uh, semi team. We're not really going to look at it as a team thing, but I know they're working together on their stuff because, you know, I feel like they did this on their own. You know, they should keep the accomplishment as closely, close to home as possible. You know what I mean? Like, because this sure, whole team sure. concept is, is so new, and the tournament has been around for 
two or so weeks, you know, so you don't want to interrupt that, you know. So. I want them to succeed. I want, I'm rooting for them both. I mean, it's going to be an exciting tournament. Oh, it's going to be one of the best. I don't know. Like, the thing about the TSL tournament is they have to get one more channel at least. Like, there's too many, too many great matches. Like, what are the, you know what I mean? It'll be the slowest tournament ever, or we're going to miss so many good matches. I volunteer for tribute. <laughs> yeah, dude, I will. I will be on the. I'll be on the B team of casters. Oh my. Hey, me and Flex can cast. Uh, tournament yeah, game. right. We'll do it. We gotta hit them up and see. Hey, tournament broadcast. If it's beat. if it's if it's control, I'll let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's aggro, we'll let you talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two halves of a whole. You see? We got it, guys. I do, but it's it's really exciting, man. It's really exciting because like. The game's only been out for a year, right? So there's so, so much left that can happen in in the time. And that's what I'm really happy about, being on the ground floor. You know what I mean? Like, like having an impact on the future of this game. You know, having an impact on the current state of the game. Because it's so early, and anyone can jump in. I mean, if I can speak real quick, and I've been talking a lot, but the people, the two people that dethroned me, from Legend 1, Ray Ray Barker was one of them, who was a sub of ours, but one of the things that really got me was two people got the game last month. One person, Paco MNL, who's listening now, first person to dethrone me, he said he had it for about a month. The second person, uh, Roxagram, he had like 19% of the collection and did it with Mage. You know what I mean? Brand new players, like, able to take Legend 1. That's beautiful, man. That's the thing, you know. Um, I really, as the, I'm at, look at the, the, the competition now, man. It's really strong. But yet we're getting more, as the game grows, we get more and more of these better players coming out, you know, from all around with all these backgrounds, which is fantastic. I mean, you played, you both played Hearthstone for years. I played, uh, Gulas. Yu-Gi-Oh a bit, and a little bit of magic. I wouldn't even say magic competitively at all. I just played with a friend at the local shop. But <clears throat> Yu-Gi-Oh and definitely Duelist and you guys were Hearthstone. Did you guys play any other card games? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned magic. Uh, when I was in third grade, and this is in my article, uh, one of the most fondest memories I have was splitting a box of magic cards with my best friend and just opening packs. Like, I can still smell those packs when I think and uh i mean i yeah i then graduated from magic to pokemon cards you know and then took kind of a hiatus on that i like how you put that graduated from magic to pokemon i well you know at in sixth grade I know, the only people that played magic were my dad's like 25 year old weirdo friends <laughs> you know what i mean like I you, I it's 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 quite weird <laughs> i moved out of uh the city i was living in and the kids didn't play it but they did and then my cards got stolen and i just kind of didn't want to start a new collection yeah i left them in my locker and they were gone oh. i was like either the janitor took them or so that's that's heartbreaking that happened to my first year yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. it was just the starter deck. It was that really bad uh, TV starter deck. <laughs> really bad. I really, oh, man. I mean, I had, like, 
Shiva dragons and stuff. Because this would have been like 1994, 95. Oh my God. I mean, this is how serious it was. My, uh, my dad was working, was working on our van. And uh, my brother and I were going to the hobby shop to buy magic cards as we did. It was like a Saturday. And the van collapsed on him. And he was like under it for like an hour and a half screaming <laughs> until someone heard him. We weren't there. We were buying magic cards. My other brother was in the house, Floppy Rod, as some of you know him, IRL Dwarf. Might have been only an hour, but because of how large he was, it didn't break his ribs, and he survived. And, uh, but it, it t- like he was working on the van, and it collapsed, like the jack collapsed, fell on him. Oh man! And uh, we were out buying magic cards. We were biking. You know what I mean? We were nine years old, ten years old. So it's always had an impact in my life to a certain extent, and so it's really interesting to come full circle. Yeah, that's, that's super, absolutely superb. And you were saying, were you saying something, uh, PMD? You seem to have uh, cut off a bit. I said Plex is old. 1995 is, uh, was when I, I was born. <laughs> I was born in 91. You fucked Old man Plex. I, I, was play, I was playing cards in 1995 Magic. I was born in 1995. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Jeez, Plex. Jeez. All right. Forget OG Plex. We're like old man Plex. I mean, that's the other thing that I have to say that I, I am, pre- am preference to, in preference to, with ESL versus Hearthstone. Hearthstone is a young man's game. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're over a certain age, good luck. Like, like the world champions, I think Firebat turned 21 this year. He was world champion in 2015. You know, like, uh, Amnesiac, you know, is still in high school. One of the best players in the world. It's not the same with ESL. Uh, it's the, I think the average age is like 25. And then there's people that exceed that and have success. And that's really exciting, you know, for old people like me. That's interesting, you know, that we bring that up. So, what, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that, uh, that Tesla's, that Elder Scrolls is bringing in an older crowd? I think it's maybe the aesthetic or depth of gameplay older players may find more appealing. I definitely think the aesthetic definitely has something with it, you know, with Hearthstone. Or do I, I look like we find the cartoonish style to be quite like, visually pleasing, honestly? I think it looks nice. Uh, I do find a bit more enjoyment with the, with the Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah, and I think that what you just said is the answer. It's the the game style. It's the company. Like Skyrim is a lot more, you know, adult than WoW is, for example. You know, Morrowind, same thing. Uh, so I think it just draws a different type of crowd. You know, uh, Hearthstone goes for the general. They go for the largest. They want to bring in, like Blizzard as a company, doesn't care who you are. They want you to play their game. Right? I don't think that's the same case with uh, ESL. Yeah. Definitely, I think. They obviously want card game players playing and will watch the play, but with more, it's like, or <laughs> more refined, you know, how I put this. I'd say Hearthstone's more like a nice, you know, you know what it is? It's like a, a, a fruity beer, right? Some people are going to enjoy their fruity beers. And then you have people who want a nice, strong shot of whiskey. He's up on the day with. <laughs> That's Tesla. That's a nice shot of whiskey. <laughs> I would unwind from the day. 
I need something to just hit me hard. Go. That's how I would put it. Cap of pride. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I mean, listen, I still have a lot of friends that are in the Hearthstone competitive scene. I support them, and I support the Hearthstone competitive scene uh, in full. It's just not for me. I've I've grinded that ladder to the point where, like, people in my stream have seen me tilt. They've seen me get salty. Like, Hearthstone would make me want to physically hurt things. Like, <laughs> physically fucking kill people. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, literally just, like, scream obscenities like, in my room by myself. Like, just, it makes me so angry uh, because I, I feel like you have less control. But then again, the game isn't for me. Exactly, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, it definitely... I think that I also want to say that you play this game a little harder. You a little more complex system. I think can turn away people. Like, yeah, I, I agree. The, I like the two lanes so much that I don't think I could go back just from that alone. Yeah, I mean, I find... I mean, like I said, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to knock any other game, because... The other day, I played a lot of card games. I just love card games. I think they all have... It's nice to see all the, the the takes on them all. But let's say they're all great games in their own rights that are, that are appeal, you know? Because of that aesthetic, you know? I mean, I think I was sure Legends, the kind of mature fantasy uh, setting is fantastic. And then you have, like, Shadow Warriorverse, which has a very special niche crowd, I'll say. But... You know, right? Which is kind of funny on that game because it's actually a solid game. Just you know, the aesthetic is hit or miss. Duelist, the game I came from, they they are very risky when they went with the eight bit art style. Uh, that doesn't put everyone, and I've heard a lot of complaints on that. It's a shame because it seemed a lot of people walked away. But hey, that's a risky take. But I think the artwork, you know, and I think the artwork in this game is phenomenal. In fact, I think the artwork. Improved in Serial Skyrim. I mean, you can tell there's a number of artists working on these games. On these, because you can see the kind of art style differences. Yeah. But, um, the hard work, as you can see, I'll cycle through some cards. Well, the one thing I will say that I've noticed, though, is premiums in core versus premiums in Heroes of Skyrim are like night and day. Oh, like, they really, they the really. Premiums uh, in Skyrim are sick. Yeah, yeah they, that's what they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they they amped it up, you know, and that's because of a lot of complaints, you know, uh, you know, I definitely poked fun at them for, you know, nothing but love Bethesda, but I definitely poked fun at them abusing the glow effects, you know. Yeah, I I mean, Cunning Ally is the lamest fucking premium, dude. <laughs> I mean, Firebolt's cool, but literally, it's just like my arm is shining, and it could have been so much better. And then I see the new ones, and I'm like, they get it, you know, and that's what. And that's the other thing I want to say that I really appreciate about Bethesda as a company is that I do feel like they will, like they paid huge streamers, Crip, Crip who has a million followers, you know what I mean, to play, to, to give it a chance, to give 20,000 new eyes on it. You know what I mean? How much did they pay him? Only they know. But they did. Tice, same thing. You know what I mean? What other game has done something like Exactly. Uh, I'm just cycling through premium to show people. Yeah, I Actually, love it. I love holy it. Yeah. Christ, let me say, Icewing Dragon like, gets no play. Sexy. Like, sexy. Yeah. Look at Wardcrafter. Look at Wardcrafter. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, I'm going to make that. 
Warcraft. Here. Come on. But Jesus Christ, Echo of Akatosh, yeah. shame you got Meta News because your yeah. artwork is. I actually think that Echo of Akatosh might be the best. The rain, the right. lightning, holy Christ. Yeah, yeah. They should have just gone balls to the walls and just made the wings flap. But yeah. Oh, uh, that, that's pretty sweet. The lightning bolt in the background. This is, and, like, this the is beautiful. Rain. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. It is. Holy Christ. Okay, oh, yeah, the, the one thing that I do kind of wish that ESL would do, that Hearthstone does do, is the different playmats. Like, just break up the monotony, you know what I mean? Just, like, don't give me this drab, sand, like, you know what I mean, color all the time. Like, you could, when I played ESL, Elder uh, Scrolls Online, there were so many different territories. There's, like, jungles, deserts, you know what I mean? Like, uh farms i don't know like like lava you know it'd just be cool to have different playmats in my opinion absolutely you know i oh, i want to say a few weeks ago actually a survey on the lessons discord was released asking about playmats now what they asked for was as you can see when you play a game the design of the uh the changes it shifts so they were actually asking which one is your favorite so it looks like they're showing, I think they want to add the ability for people to be able to lock that in. All right, cool. So that's so, a that's, that's a step. plan in the future. Yeah, they uh, they already did like two or three surveys. They they sent you they sent us I think all an email with a survey to and uh, one of the options you had on uh, to on the survey was. Things you want to see uh, in, in the next patches or next expansions, for example, and you have uh, the new player mats, uh, new heroes. Wait, what? When? For who? This game? Yes. The next expansion? When is the next expansion slated to release? The next expansion? Is there, is there I, any information on that? I'll I know that you have some. information, but it looks okay. like they're going to probably release an adventure. And I'll tell you why I think that. Because they did that before the expansion, the Dark Brotherhood. But imagine doing Right, yeah. I, I, yeah. I makes sense. I mean, and I, and I personally like the, the solo campaign. And I did my first uh, solo arena yesterday, and I, I rather enjoyed it as well. You know, so... Um, I thought Dark Brotherhood was hard. I, I didn't have the cards, and I I finished it, but it took me a couple hours. It was it was pretty hard. Dark Brotherhood was amazing. Outstanding. Yeah. I, I had so much fun with Dark Brotherhood. Couldn't okay. agree more. And I think this is going to be, I believe, you know, so what guesses do you guys have on it? I'm thinking it's going to be Skyrim related, as there's a lot of characters that haven't been shown from Skyrim. I want to say it's going to be vampire-oriented. Yeah, I think the same thing. Like the, yeah, the dawn. The we need to get Serena. <laughs> exactly. We're yeah. missing a waifu here, guys. So, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need a waifu. Maricon <laughs> slipped up. It's okay. He's been in the next right. <laughs> But uh, I didn't think it's going to be... Because they didn't mention in an earlier trailer about vampires and all that. And there wasn't too many vampires in this expansion, or I don't know. Instead of Blood Moon, so I imagine werewolf vampire storylines are going to be explored. The whole Dawn, uh, 
what was it called? Oh, the expansion. We need yeah, Marlon. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. The one where you can either be the vampire hunter or the vampire. Exactly. I think that's yeah. going to be the focus. Yeah. Next one. I oh. agree. I agree. And that's going to be sick because there should be like vampire hunter type cards. You know what I mean? Like that you can, like you have uh, abilities versus drain, for example, right? Like you're, Ooh. I don't know how they would do it. Uh, you can one shot kill them with a silver bullet, for example, right? Like a, a the six five, night shadow. Exactly. Uh, we have and, and, that, yeah. yeah, right. And I still feel like um, werewolves are lacking, and I hope they come back strong. And you know, one mechanic I was actually watching just talk about a uh, graveyard. A graveyard hates would be a great way. So right now we yeah. have a lot of positive ways to interact with the graveyard. I think one of a cool, a cool card to just like point a creature in your opponent's graveyard and just and mill it, you know, would be awesome. What I mean, banish, yeah, the banish mechanic. So it, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Uh, you just set it aside in a different universe. Exactly. I think so. I'm really excited. I think this is all, this is all an assumption, but I think that's a logical <laughs> explanation. Um, the Dawn Guard. There we go. Damn it, that expansion. The Dawn Guard. Exactly. So Dawn Guard expansion could be next. The yeah, Dark Brotherhood, so doing another like organization within the universe. Skyrim of well Industrial Legends makes sense. And I think Dawn Guard Yeah, and that's actually interesting because uh I've heard some theories and people think it might be the guilds, right? Like uh the Mages Guild could be the next one, for example. Ooh, interesting. You know, like uh something like that. So that could make sense as well. There's they they have a lot of options. Absolutely, that sounds excellent. Um, I just want more orcs. What do you want? Ward creatures, you said? No, orcs. Orcs? No, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> more orcs, yes. I, I want more orcs. orcs. Oh my god. I would Most like orcs. some more endgame cards for the rest of the colors, you know? I want a Manta level, a Manta Core level power card in uh, green, blue for assassin. A green, green yeah. for assassin. Yeah. You know what I want? I want all burning pillage. <laughs> I think uh -huh. this burning pillage is just as, not as bad as people want to think, man. I'm just saying. But no, never again. Never again. <laughs> Shivers. Uh, <laughs> Shivers. I, I, that was before flex, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I think that that card would have fit in time to fight a little too good, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I've looked at it and I've considered it. But, the old version but... uh, hit both flames. It's an Odiving. This is an Odiving. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. All right. So I guess this is the part of the podcast that I'd like to open up the the uh, last bit of the podcast to questions from the chat. So if you have any questions for me, myself, Flex, or three, or in general, this is the time we'll try to get to as much as we can. I already see a question from Kako Lokianeo. Manta Core level was passed by Akano as far as late game goes. No. Yeah, but Akano's a unique. And, you know, he's also blue. I actually would like the more late game cards to not be in blue as it. I think blue's pretty solid with all it does. But I wouldn't mind if green, for instance, had a few more early game options. Right now, I well, think Taz has a we got to look out. We got to look out for green. 
Yeah. Literally the card that I hate the most. So. <laughs> you know, I have a control player. And it needs to be nerfed. So, yeah. It's it's insane. It's a, it's a common. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, look out a little uh, absurd. It's literally like the... It doesn't make any sense. Sheer point's fine in my book. Six mana, four, four, fine, whatever. But a three mana, three, four, that can heal you for four... With a dragon's expansion. I mean, I guess there had to be a healing option. But maybe, uh... I don't know, maybe change that. <laughs> I think maybe a 3-3 three, three heal for 3. Dragon summon might be a little more reasonable. I mean, look at other cards with the same stats. 3 mana, 3 force. And tell me that... that you know what I mean? It's not the best. <laughs> for a fucking common. <laughs> Well, we have Mammoth, the common, 3-mana 4-4 four, four with Breakthrough. <laughs> He's right, you know. It's overstacked. From the core set. It's even more, it's even more strong. <laughs> the Mammoth? The yeah, Mammoth? Young Mammoth, 3-mana yeah. 4-4 Breakthrough. Yeah, I know. In terms of raw stats, in terms of raw power. That's why it's in almost every purple deck, too. Yeah, let's talk like, about the Unsung Hero. I love, how, I love how it has, like, a background image of like it itself or like its father or something like, <laughs> big man, mama like man. what is it like, its ancestor it's like uh, big actually that's a card too isn't it it's uh stampeding mammoth i think oh yeah right it is yeah, yeah so. my oldest stampeding mammoth i don't think i do i don't have that card now It does fall bad cards, so I don't have Stampeding Mammoth. Oh yeah, so it's Stampeded. Oh, I've been disconnected from Vessel. Jeez, villagers. Get kicked from the server. Ooh, my stream went down. Um, can you guys hear me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I think we're up. I think just the game went down. Okay, um... Yeah, man. That sucks. Whatever. I can just show the uh, ice screen again. The stream is still up. It's still up for me. Yeah, it's still working for me too. I guess just Tesla decided to say no. Thank you. Um, I guess <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't playing. It just takes you up for a while. Let's see. Yeah, a few questions. I'll list them one by one. Starting off, what's your favorite card that you never use? All right. All right. Favorite card that I. Ooh, that's a good one. Tear. Tear. Devast. Yeah. A tier or the No, tier. Tier. Right. Really? Well, I guess I used uh, yeah. to say that. It was my favorite. It, it still is my favorite card. Soul uh, tier? I, I, no. No. Uh, tier. The, oh, the tier. Five, four, yeah, four. yeah, the 5-4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys both save tier, be honest? Uh, that's that's tier for me. I tier. always play tier in my Crusader decks, and I, I can't make nobody play tier. <laughs> Only just in Larson. <laughs> I... I play them in control because the prophecy's insane. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> like, prophecy's no joke, man. And then if you have a rage, prophecy rage, uh -huh, feels good, man. But, um, my favorite card, I think it might be the boss fire. <laughs> you know, I, I really, really like him. It's a really good one, too. Yeah. I gotta go with the Wabba Daddy. <laughs> Alright, so let me show them. Wabba Jack. <laughs> card is too fun. 
but it's unreliable. If you, if you could, if you could choose the the target for fear, the card is probably you way, way, way better. Honestly, for me, oh, if you it just didn't go face and always pick a creature, man, that'd be awesome for me. I think that'd be a bad improvement. It always targeted a creature versus yeah, probably. I think I'd play it because then I wouldn't have to worry about breaking the room. I think that's key as a control player. I typically I like this card, but I'd rather just start smashing my opponent's players while I'm going forward. That would yeah. be fantastic. I had a premium version of that card and I disenchanted it. Well, yeah. What? The I greatest did. of sins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To fear. Yeah, my chat was like, that card's a mean card. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> they weren't wrong. Yeah, man, Waba Daddy. That's my favorite card that I never use. Let's see. Uh, all right, we got another question. Bone um, the thirds. Which unique legendary would be absurdly good if it stopped being unique? Um. Ah, this one is easy. Eric, Eric would be suck. I would hate you. No. And Cano. Oh god. Yeah, uh, three encanos, yeah. Wow. Three encanos. It, it's yeah, better 15, than so, it's, 15 it's the same damage. power as sword. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> it's yeah, I would even I would say Encano Trump's Tazcat, so that would have been my Yeah, triple Tazcat would suck too though. <laughs> yeah, right? Like because oh. it leaves the four four behind. Oh my god. They all be Red Brahmin Oh god. What about Red Brahmin? What about the guy? What about the guy who, uh, if you fill your lanes, you win the game. <laughs> you just play three. Oh yeah, Yarl Balgrim. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, you just have three of those. Just yeah. play those back to back to back. Right, you just win. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I think yeah, uh, I think Red Robin might be the one because Solter exists. Ugh. So it's bad enough they play one and then play again and then they insult to their back. Right, like six right. Six red Brahmins in a game and do this question one. Okay, Ray Ray Barker. A very, says, a very common characteristic is that you always deploy in the field lane when this is wrong. Alright, so check it. Here's an example. I always like to kind of tell people, typically you want to play field unless you have a good reason not to. Let's say you're green, you're about to throw that on two mana. Got that sweet skulk that'll straight up win you the game. Um, but you're playing against a red deck that seems pretty aggressive. His turn one or two may have been um, when it was Raider or you know, a Mage Slayer's not even played anymore, but Mage Slayer or something. Uh, you know, he may have a 2 3 charge orc. So why not just throw your skulk into so against certain decks that can actually affect you. Like Mage has no charge on like turn three, right? Mage spell sword. If they're gonna kill your skulk, they're going to kill your skulk, whether or lean. However, you get the red and green, they do have charge on three. The one in green is not really that popular. But that two three charge arc is rather popular. So it would make sense to go shadow lane as they could Move it. Also, they may find a raiding party or some sort of spell like that. Be worth it. It's on two charges to take out your skulk and prevent that value. So I think uh, that's my example. So there are times where feeling is. Uh, 
I've thought about this a lot because when I first started playing, I was very convinced that the shadow lane was better for aggro. But now I feel like the field lane is really good for setting up trades that benefit you. Like knowing, you know what I mean? Because uh, what I realized was if I put my stuff in the shadow lane, well, then they can put their stuff in the shadow lane. You get the jump on my stuff. So, uh, I feel like the field lane is the most important just so you control the trades. And then exactly. shadow lane is great for when you're just like, when you want to separate your threats and see where they want to focus their threats. Because then you're like, well, now I have two places, right? Like, Relentless Raider, I like to hide in the shadow lane. Because it's generally just used for wound breaking. Barely ever, you know, makes it. But um, but also I have two threats on the field lane, so then they're like deciding if they want to really kill that raider or they want to kill the threats in the field lane. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely got to you got to play by ear most of the time. Fielding is correct, but you guys got to. I think game sense kind of knowledge to know who you're against. Yeah, and knowing what your opponent is playing, right? Like yeah. uh, Crusader is a good example for me. Like uh, I'll always start field lane against Crusader because. I need to be able to control the trade, and I, you know, I need to be able to not let them get pit lion on turn two. Absolutely. And all right, now we have uh, this is gonna be the last question. Please feel free to ask your questions. Still, as in the following podcast, I will most certainly write these down actually and uh, send them out, and then get to them actually either in another video or it's over the next podcast, which is gonna be an exciting one as I have. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's going to be a fun one with several. It's actually more than usual cast. So here's the nice. final question. I'm going to go, again, please ask your questions. I will get those. I'll definitely do them in the next podcast uh, or YouTube video. But it's uh, podcast. I'm good. So Paco MNL asks, if you are granted power to Bethesda to create your own unique card, what would it be like? So my own unique card. Wow, that is an interesting. That is a loaded one. Uh, so let me think. What did currently and beautiful? I would. Can I be a one man or one one if I eat face five times? I win the game. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Actually, I think that's a cool win condition because it, <laughs> it, it has to stay on the board. But you know, what colors would it be? Would that be a green card with all the movement effects? I imagine. So the idea was just to move it, and that card hits one five times. That one one, one that one one hits five times face, you can still win the game. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I think it'd be a meme card, but I think it's fun. I would like to see a card. Hmm, what? what uh, that's a hard one. Effect would be. Sweet. All right, I'd like to have the ability to transfer keywords from minions so like if your minion had a breakthrough you could move it to another one maybe i don't know so like, almost like a support that like pick a card yeah you know, right and you could, well you could like remove charge well not i don't know like you could remove drain and put it on another guy if you wanted to, for example. so almost like penta aquas agent I don't know what that is, so oh, yeah. probably. He's, he's a 2 3, steal a. Let's see, I think he's a 2 mana 2 3. Ah, a Nasi, yeah, that's close. But, like, I want to be able to manipulate it in a way, right? It could fail hard for you. Yeah, it's also 
Yeah, three mana, two, three. Pencils, Aqua's agent. Okay. Summon, steal a creature's keywords, which include your own creatures, which is kind of cool. You can yeah, charge yeah, yeah. creature, getting another charge, which is always kind of cool. Right. Or stealing your opponent's drain is actually a thing that's always key. Undying Dragon's really popular, being able to shut that down. Oh, yeah, I have seen this card. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, but you'd be able to literally choose, you know what I mean? It'd probably be a support, and it'd just yeah. be like two. Yeah. Kind of cool. I guess for me, it would be more It's more deck interaction. Similar okay. to the vein of a Thief Guild Shadowfoot. Yeah. I'm really liking this archetype. I would love an archetype. One, I like mill archetypes, and two, I would like. I like messing with your opponent's deck. That's actually a really fun concept. Oh, me. yeah. One of my favorite things in Hearthstone was to mill people before J. Druid was around and just watch their cards just get destroyed and laugh at them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like, I bet you needed that. Oh, well. Like, one of my favorite things in this game is to fill my opponent's hand so fast that they can't do anything and they just burn cards. It's turn four and they're dead. <laughs> well, they're literally. I burned someone. Mill, I've milled Parthenax earlier. Against I saw that. That was fantastic. Yeah, it's the best. So I would say, um, I, I'd say a unique legendary. We'll say, I guess the mill effects are all in yellow right now, so get willpower. Uh, maybe a nine cost, nine a nine cost card. Mill destroy X amount of cards from your deck. Runs deck, you can do top five cards from your opponent's deck. Not sure if that's strong, but maybe a nine mana four four. Just either. Destroy, yeah, just just mill cards from your opponent's deck. Kind of start a mill archetype potentially. Yeah, of course, maybe this would need more far more support. Yeah, like like every rune you break, you know, uh, discard three cards from the top of your opponent's deck. You okay, know what I mean? Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Or even a support, even a nine mana. Yeah. Support right. Yeah. Every yeah. every X amount of creatures destroy, mill some cards from your opponent's deck. So almost, um, ooh, it's basically what is it called? The, the Night Mother, pretty much. But for mill, when it's triggered, there's a mill a chunk of your opponent's deck. Just show that animation of just sadness of the cards. But all right, I think this is where we're gonna end. I would like to thank both my castmates. For this episode of uh, the podcast, uh, thank you, Flex and PDD, for coming out and giving you time. It was super early. Thank you points. for uh, moving it ahead. I hope people don't get too upset with you. I mean, it's recorded, uh, and uh, we really—I really appreciate uh, being asked to be on this. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, same. Well, absolutely. And again, people, I just would like to end with. Uh, one another reminder: If you enjoy the podcast, it will be on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Radio, and any typical podcast application. Please do leave a review, as it does help us grow the podcast and get those uh, those things going for us. So again, uh, and one more thing before we go: uh, Nina, did you know that nine out of ten. High Legend players recommend playing Astro on turn 7, 8, and 9 in Assassin. So thank you for checking out the Elder Scrolls Legends podcast. You all have a great day. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.